from 1924 when he threw rocks around Ape Canyon. Down into the modern age, he's been a boon companion. Though many folks have seen him know, now none of them have held him or brought a decent hand sample to Dr. Jeffrey Meldrum. If you're walking through the woods one night and you see a vague footprint, build a mold and cast that bitch because it could be a hit. But if you've never seen a Sasquatch, just seek and you will find because Bigfoot is a state of mind. Yes, Bigfoot is a state of mind. Hey everybody, welcome to the Hidden Zoo where every week or so uh, we make fun of an animal that probably doesn't exist. I'm Don and with me as always is Blake. Uh, it snowed here. It sucks. Uh, it was very hot here. It's 90 degrees in Indiana, and it is 30. It's snowing here in Spokane. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I'd rather it be 30. I hate 90, 90 degrees and humid is fucking terrible. It's like 90 degrees here like two weeks ago, and then it's like, <laughs> fuck fall. I bet it'll be summer next week again. We just don't really, I guess we're not doing fall and spring anymore. Because it'll be shitty and cold and rainy, and then all of a sudden it'll be 80 degrees one day. Yeah, who needs that? You don't need yeah. any of that. Why don't you tell me that fun fact that you that you told me right before we started oh, recording? Right. Um, cue the sound. Okay, here we go. Oh! 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 If, you'll, if you recall, that's what a yowie sounds like. According to a couple of old Australian men came across the fact today that in Australia, what we call a ghillie suit, they call a yowie suit. So their snipers are dressed as cryptids. Dressed like yowies, yeah. And and whenever they get a headshot, they go, <laughs> Also, they don't call it a butt pack. They call it a bum bag, <laughs> which I love, bum bag. I, it's butt pack isn't any less silly, but bum bag just I don't know. I like <laughs> so it's, it. It's so goofy. I love it. Like that's so it's like also what you'd call like an itinerant person. Like, hey, you bum bag, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not a bum bag. Hey, that's rude. Why would you say that to me? <laughs> uh, so there's your Australian equipment slang. Yeah. How did how did you learn that? I don't know. I get on weird Wikipedia rabbit holes where oh, I was looking up um, whatever the current U.S. camo is because I was watching the <laughs> I was watching what's the one with David Tennant and the the guy and their angels and a demon. Good omens. Good omens. Yeah. Watch Good Omens, and they go to the they go to the local U.S. Air Force base that is just has a big ass sign that just says Air Force Base. Yeah. <laughs> Which I loved that, like, eh, it doesn't have, it doesn't need a name. It's not just part of an existing RAF facility like it would be in reality. It doesn't matter. But it just has a big sign that says Air Force Base. And with, like, one guy wearing goggles, for some reason, desperately trying to do an American accent. <laughs> and almost doing it. And I was like, was that the right? I was like, based on the rest of this, I'm going to see if this is the right camouflage pattern. And it, it could be. <laughs> it was an option. This weird overlap where all the different branches are using the same digital bullshit. And then for some reason I went to the Australian one and was reading about their 
OSCAM pattern. What do they do, do they have to blend in with like huntsman spiders? What's the difference? Yeah, it's just it's basically it's just a crocodile costume. Oh, there you go. That you put on. Yeah, not not a, not a cane toad costume. Well, that's what they're transitioning to because there's there's easier to blend in with those because there's more. Yeah, a lot more. I doubt, and the toads cover you, and then no one can see you. If you're trying to assassinate someone in the outback for some reason, yeah, yeah. you have to get really. I have to get really close to hit somebody with a boomerang. So that's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, not if you wanted to come back to you. <laughs> your yowie suit. If you're yes, if you're less worried about it coming back to you, you can stay a little further away. Yeah, well, those are just for fun. Real, real killing boomerangs. They don't come back. back. You just knock <laughs> someone in the face with so a that's bent a, stick. A common hunting tool around the world is a, a bent stick. <laughs> yeah, just a a stick that's yep. bigger on end. Yep, and you hurl it at someone. You throw it. How come no one's ever hunted a Bigfoot with a boomerang? I can't say that. Somebody uh, may have. Have you watched the National Geographic channel lately? No. Or Discovery? No. <laughs> That's probably coming. Boomerang Bigfoot. Oh, cryptid stick. <laughs> Crypt stick. Excuse me, sir. You just stole that from our Aboriginal folks. I can't do Australian. That was like It's just some hillbillies with big sticks chasing Bigfoots. Or swamp, um, skunk apes, skunk apes, yeah, it's or swamp. boggy creek mo- monster, boggy creeks, honey island swamp monster, whatever the fuck. They're all Bigfoot. Legend of Boggy Creek, yeah. In the they're southern violent Bigfoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not well, I mean they have a lot of guns and they're still like itching that they lost the Civil War. It's just. <laughs> They're just—it's <laughs> just a transference of northern aggression to a cryptozoological being. This flag mean heritage, not hate to Bigfoot. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, so uh, I—I have—I have a pretty short one this week. But I, when I saw that this was a thing, I could not resist making this my cryptid for this week's show. Okay, so I'm intentionally burying the lead. I want to build some suspense, okay? Now, this... What year 1970s does this take place? <laughs> 1972. <laughs> so our, our setting is Griggstown, New Jersey, which, like many of the places we talk about on this show, is very small. In fact, it's, it's not actually a town. It's, I had to look this up. It's what's called a census-designated design, area. So it's an area that 819 people live in that is not incorporated and has no governance of any in, in, in any sense. But the census needs to lay some borders around and give it a name for statistical reasons. There's so, lots of homemade signs that say no incorporation. <laughs> it's called Griggstown. And uh, uh, so, the, oh, they do have a famous quail farm. Oh, good. The Griggstown Quail Farm. It has its own oh, Wikipedia it's page. Quail Town. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's cool. But they, the big landmark in Griggstown that I that I found out about, and there may be other ones, but the, the one that kept coming up in reference to this story is a lock of a canal, the Delaware and Raritan Canal. 
And lock nine of this canal is in Griggstown. So uh, the DNR canal was built in the 1930s basically as a shortcut to get anthracite from Pennsylvania to New York City. Okay. And now it's part of a big national park historic heritage sort of deal. And it was lock nine of the DNR canal was home to a phantom creature for 30 years starting in 1972 people started reported sight that they started reporting sightings of a mysterious beast especially during times of heavy fog so when it was foggy and dark they would see this beast now unlike some other cryptids there were no footprints for this beast so they weren't able to make any casts and people would try to like chase it through the fog and they get there and find out that there wasn't anything there and there was no evidence that anything had ever been there and people tried to take pictures but you can probably guess how that came out uh, foggy yeah <laughs> now I, and this story is almost creepy it's it's kind of getting creepy because it reminds me of like the the black dog the bar guest stories from english fairy lore you know like you're out on some old forgotten moor and the mists come up and there's a a dog with glowing eyes it's like the size of a horse and then it wanders off into the mist uh but it's not that uh it wasn't a dog it was not an anomalous big cat it was not Anything Bigfooty whatsoever? Um, no. Uh, between 1972 and 2002, Griggstown, New Jersey, was home to the ghost cow of Griggstown. <laughs> awesome. The ghost cow. Ghost cow. A big, longhorn bull that would show up on foggy days and then just disappear. That sounds like a Venture Brothers character. It really does. Wow. So for 30 years, apparently dozens of people, like uh, residents and hikers in the park and whatnot, would report seeing the ghost cow in the mists, and then it would disappear. And naturally, nobody ever took this too seriously, because there was never any evidence other than people saying they saw a ghost cow. And cows cows are real. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was like, the, that's... That was as far as anybody ever got with it was, you know, there's, we have dairy farms, probably a cow got out, <laughs> but it, it ended up as part of local folklore that, oh, it was the mysterious ghost cow. And so out on the moor tonight, <laughs> Foggy. Well, why not groundskeeper Jones? You'll see the ghost cow. And then what? Um, it'll wander back into the, uh, Nothing. Nothing will happen. You'll he's, see a spectral cow. He's not a portent of bad things. He's not a dark omen. Nope. Oh. So, I'm going out to the moors. Well, if you're involved in shipping anthracite, it's kind of a bad <laughs> moment. But <laughs> yeah, if you see the cow, then uh, the uh, entire city is going to light on fire because someone lights the coal mine on fire. Oh, the mine fire. The one that's been going for a hundred some years. Just like in Silent Hill. Trouble. Oh, I was going to say Silent Hill's based on that town. Uh, fuck, what's it called? Do you remember the burning mine, the Pennsylvania town? No. Uh, I saw that movie in the theater and I don't remember any of it. None of it at all. They go to a town. Oh, Cent Centralia. Centralia, oh. Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Washington. Yeah. It's not on fire. 
at the moment. Yeah, Centralia has has. Uh, there are places where you like two people refuse to leave town. There are two people who will not be scared away by the fact that everything underneath them has been on fire for a hundred years. And like, there are parts of town that you can't go to because the the asphalt will melt your shoes. Wow, how does it? Is it like some kind of anaerobic deal? Does it need? I don't know. I remember reading it... that uh, they a bunch of years ago they tried to put it out with explosives and just made it worse. <laughs> but the fact yeah, that it's like always smoky and there's ash everywhere—that was one of the inspirations for the Silent Hill games and the movie. That's a coal seam fire. Been burning since at least 1962. Okay, so I was wrong. Not a hundred years, but still. Holy shit! At its current rate, it could continue to burn for 250 years. Yep. But that. Yeah. But oh, use your oh. use your paper straws, folks, because that's what's going to save the environment. Holy shit! Yeah, I can't believe you never heard of this. I've heard of it, but I didn't know if that was real or not. I would love to take a road trip to Centralia. It's one of those things I've heard of but never mm-hmm. investigated. Like, oh, okay, sure, the mine fire that's been burning forever. Oh man, like it's what it's like super dangerous. But just get a really decent gas mask and avoid the places that'll melt your car. Just that, I, I just think that would be a ton of fun. And then when you die, everybody will make fun of you. I mean, there are two people who still live there. <laughs> people still live around Chernobyl. Oh wait, five. Excuse me, five people. Handful. Huh. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the Springfield Tire Fire. <laughs> yep. Which is probably based on this. <laughs> oh, f- yeah. Fucking Centralia. I know somebody who grew up very close to Centralia. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, the ghost cow. So, here's the fact that it's a ghost cow. That's silly enough. But uh, this seems to have an actual resolution. Uh, so they caught? Yeah. In, in 2002, an employee of the New Jersey Water Authority was, like, checking out parts of the canal. And there was a ravine nearby where this person was, was looking. And they looked down, and there was just a big-ass bull stuck in the ravine. And so they like they called the fire department and like fish and wildlife and they had a vet come out and they managed to hoist the cow out and it was just this ancient bull. You know, like it was all arthritic and it was in very poor health and it was mostly blind and it fell into the ravine, it couldn't get itself back out again. How long do the cows live? Uh I looked that up and on average twenty years, but they can live much longer. Really? Yeah, I don't know if that average takes into account the fact that they get slaughtered for food. But yeah. yeah, so it's entirely possible that this cow was the cow the whole time, but we don't know, right? Like, there could be plenty of cows that escaped over the years, but they found this one, and people apparently haven't reported ghost cows since 2002. Now, the sad thing is it was in such bad health that they decided to euthanize it. But oh, cool. Thanks they, they, for finding. Thanks for pulling me out yeah. of the ravine, dicks. <laughs> they gave it. They gave it a, a, a nice formal burial near Lock Nine, where it where it hung out, where it liked to hang out. Oh, did they? Did they pulled the mask off, and it was old man <laughs> Gibbons the entire time. Oh, I would have got away with being an arthritic cow if it wasn't for you, water authority employees, and that pesky vet. 
I was trying to scare you away from something. <laughs> I forgot. It was all uh, it, it was all performance art. Like, haven't you heard of Banksy? And then it becomes a sad commentary on dementia. <laughs> they pull the mask off off the monster, and he doesn't even remember why he's doing it. Turns out it was Val Kilmer all along. Who are you people? What am I? What? <laughs> Out of my house, sir. You're in a We're house in, in Pennsylvania. <laughs> look, oh, look. You're in the cow suit cow long now. enough. You just become the cow. <laughs> He's been surgically grafted into this cow costume. <laughs> it's like tusk, except it's called it's horn. Tusk. It's just called horn. <laughs> Same movie, but Michael Parks turn you turns you into a cow. Yep, and then you roam the mists. Yep, the mists of New Jersey. Trying so, to talk. Like, New Jersey Jersey. cryptids are the Jersey Devil, which is just one of the dumbest fucking things. And an actual cow that, like, I guess you couldn't see it during the day because it was good at hiding. But then when it was foggy, you could see it. You could get closer before it noticed you. (laughs) Lock nine does sound like a pretty great hipster whiskey bar. <laughs> it does. So we'll get our pickle flavored whiskey. Oh, delicious! Made with real vinegar. Yeah. They would probably just take like Jim Beam and put some dill in it. If you told me right now that you had just made this out of whole cloth ten minutes ago, I would one hundred percent believe you. But the Griggs- this has all the. <laughs> Or it's just uh, sometime in the early 70s. Yeah. Small, depressed place. Yeah. And saw something stupid. Yeah. And there you go. But it's not. I didn't just make it up. (laughs) This has all the elements. If if only it had been seen originally by teenagers. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't find any information whatsoever on specific cases. If there was just the first specific sighting was teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. They went out in their car, and they were driving through the fog, and there was a cow, and then it wasn't. And they saw they saw Skinny Jim, the giant iguana bat. <laughs> Skinny Jim? Yeah, and he's a iguana with bat wings. Oh, I, yeah, I got that part. And... Then some more teenagers saw him, and then nobody saw him until, like, 1998 when someone found a GeoCity site referencing it, mm-hmm. and then they saw it, too. Yeah, and, and then somebody published a book containing a whole bunch of sightings from the intervening 20 years. That no one knew about. Yeah, that, that nobody talked about for the whole time. One of these days, they, we, we should just make up a cryptid. We just did. Only what we could do better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, one that we sit down and we talk about, and and we we just do an episode and treat it like it's real and see if anyone notices. No one would. Because seriously, the fucking Grigstown ghost cow. Because laser dactyl was one of my has been one of my favorite. <laughs> and that sounds like that. That one was rad. It's a posse to shoot like down I, the laser pterodactyl. Like I'd be proud if I made that up. Yeah, and it sounds made up. It sounds like something from a, a, an 80s Saturday morning cartoon. Like, it, it sounds like a G.I. Joe bad guy. 
Yeah, or something that like the 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 Herculoids would have fought. Yeah, but no, it was a thing in the fucking hundred years ago times. Although this has the has the makings of a sci-fi original. Ghost cow. Ghost cow. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, you know they would do a ghost cow. I bet laser dactyl, but ghost cow, yes, for sure. And ghost cow, so like ghost cow would be a bunch of people seeing a creepy cow. And then the midpoint of the movie would be them finding the cow in the ravine and putting it down. And then everyone's like, oh, oh, that was all that it was. But then it turns out that was an unrelated cow. And now you've got bloodthirsty cow that's killing everybody because now they're like they're off their guard. Huh. Yeah, I just made I just wrote that movie. It's in pre-production on Ghost Cow. <laughs> <laughs> I need a prop master. <laughs> you up for it? Oh, sure, I'd do it. I'd work Ghost Cow. Yeah, you gotta make me a uh, Ghost Cow, first of all. Not, not for Asylum, though. To do somebody, somebody else can do that. Yeah, oh. Let's <laughs> so be a uh, privately funded independent Ghost Cow. Yes, yeah. That'd Just be email anyway. Zach, Zach Braff, tell him it's got a bunch of pretentious bullshit. <laughs> yeah, just uh, list a soundtrack full of indie rock. Yeah, it's got indie rock and the ghost cow rides a scooter. Dear Zach, I love Scrubs and Garden State. <laughs> I learned how to be a man from Garden State. You did not just write that movie so you could make out with Natalie Portman. I believe that. <laughs> this is like Garden State, except with a cow that teaches an entire town how to love by the power of its murder. You know, I bet a, a Wes Anderson cryptid movie would be pretty cool. It would be a very symmetrical cryptid. <laughs> yes. yes, Ghost Cow has perfectly symmetrical horns. And it would be played by and Owen Wilson. It's pretty... <laughs> well, Gene Hackman's retired, so yeah. Yeah, it'll be... Well, Hackman hated the be... shit out of Wes Anderson, so... That'll be Bill Murray. Bill Murray will be yeah. the Ghost Cow. yeah. Murray will be the ghost cow, and Owen Wilson will be the uh, the cryptid. The hunter. cryptid, yeah, the cryptid hunter that that they say is handsome, but it's Owen Wilson. And then eyebrows, that eyebrows guy will be somebody who lives <laughs> in the woods. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, the, the wait, eyebrows guy from Rushmore. Yeah, yeah, him. He's in a bunch. He's in other yeah his movies. Yep. So, all the regulars. That's all he ever does. And it'll be delightfully, it'll be so twee. It'll be so twee and so offbeat that my brother will tell me to go see it and I'll tell him to suck a fucking cheetah's dick because no. Like, like what does twee mean? I'm like, I'm not, I can't really tell you, but it's Wes Anderson Yeah, stuff. go, go, <laughs> go watch the Darjeeling Limited and you will understand exactly what twee is. That's, that's the one of the one of his I haven't seen. Yeah, I have uh, not I'm seen. I have not seen most of them. Because uh, I thought I Rushmore. Like, I liked Grand Budapest. Grand Budapest a I, lot. I hated Rushmore. I saw Rushmore in the '90s when it was Conan O'Brien's favorite movie, and I watched it. And at the end, was like, "What the fuck was that shit?" They call that a comedy. There was nothing funny about that movie. It was just dumb. And it's all right. Then I saw Tenenbaums, and there were parts of that that I enjoyed, but I never. I was like, okay, this this 
nonsense is not for me. His his weird people who don't act like humans. I like it. It's its own weird thing. Uh, no. Although when I saw the trailer for Isle of Dogs, I thought it was a parody. <laughs> a parody of Wes Anderson? Yeah. I thought, damn, this is spot on. This is like the most hilariously him thing ever. It's like, oh, it's a real movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He really made that movie. Like, damn, somebody put a lot of work into this spot on parody trailer. And, and it's a pun. The title's yeah, a pun. It is. it is. Hey, I have a real animal. Do you? What is it? It's a cow. Is it the cow? It's the cow. Bos Taurus. You didn't go with the Aurochs? No, no, no. I don't want to go with the Aurochs. I just want to talk because I love cows. I got to pet a baby cow at an event at, our, at the fairgrounds in Indy the other day for work. Uh, and, a, and a ground and, and a gr- full grown cow. But the baby cow let me scratch under its chin and it was very cute. So, um, so cows and Bo- Bos Taurus is like the, the standard European cow. That we see, if you see a cow in America, it's domesticated. It's Bos Taurus, and they were domesticated like right, right at the dawn of agriculture. So, like over ten thousand years ago, humans domesticated cattle from the aurochs, uh, which the aurochs apparently survived around uh, North Africa and Europe and Eurasia up until like the seventeenth century. It was still yeah, still one of those on. megafauna that we just barely missed. Yeah, uh, uh, but it was domesticated and now it's thousands of different breeds uh and uh they are all uh, i'm assuming delicious in their own different ways i don't i don't know the difference between cows but i i would eat any of them um one cool thing about cows is that they were domesticated so early like they predated currency like money like monetary currency and so cows were used as currency well in a barter economy and apparently they were even used as like a standard unit of value like a cow was like a coin for a while well do the maasai still do that yeah i believe the maasai still do that but like cow herding is uh is like really really important to a lot of northern european or northern african cultures like the maasai but to us we eat them and they're not like important cultural signifiers unless you have a have cow horns on your truck or something, I guess. You tried those Beyond Burgers? Yeah, they're all right. I like the Impossible Burgers better. They're really good. Yeah. I, they're really good. Yeah. Uh, I could not tell the difference between an Impossible Whopper and a regular Whopper. I'll say that. I haven't had one of those yeah. yet. It, was, it's, it just tastes like meat. It's good. Um, so now cows also famously have four stomachs, which is not true. Not technically true. They have one stomach with four different compartments, different specialized compartments. Yeah, four different chambers. Because they are ruminants, they eat tough-to-digest food, so they have to re-chew the cud, and then it goes into the different stomachs for different points of processing before it turns into cow poo. And uh, then you use a dry cow poo for a fire or something. Grazing animals are so inefficient. You think that would have been intelligently designed better? Yeah, you would think so, but nope. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, like if you want to if you want to really get into that stupidity, like koalas just by existing disprove intelligent design. Like lots of animals do. But like the koalas are so stupid. You can put eucalyptus. They only eat poison. First of all, yeah, pandas. And, well, pandas are so dumb that they're going extinct on their own because they're too dumb to fuck. And they eat garbage, too. Yeah. 
but they eat wood basically. But then like ko- koalas eat poison. But if you take the poison leaves off the tree and put them on a plate and give it to the koala, it will not recognize them as food and it will die. <laughs> or if you take the raccoon and put it anywhere in the world where there's water and it'll be fine. Yeah. Raccoons are smart. Koalas, not so much. Uh, so, um, anyway, uh, last thing on cows, they're very cute. And if you ever have a chance to pet a cow, you should do it. Like, remember the cow in Denver, the one that leaned on us like a big old dog? Yes. Yeah. That was pretty great. So that's what I have. It must have pretty specialized gut bacteria, right? I, I'm guessing so. I assume so since, how do they get it? You think? Uh, milk. Oh, right. I forgot. I was, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> right. That's how humans get it. <laughs> they drink milk, too. Cow. Maybe they just all really like Activia. I was just reading about tortoises eating poop because they eat poop a lot. And Do- it's to hmm. replenish or acquire gut bacteria. Hmm. Because they're grazers as well. So it's like fecal transplantation in humans. Yeah. Cows have microscopic organisms, bacteria, fungi, and single-celled animals called protozoa in their digestion tracts. Uh, the microbes that live in one special gut compartment in cows, are, they digest cellulose. Oh, interesting. Awesome. So they have special back, special gut bacteria for each chamber of their stomach, I bet. Yeah. That only lives there in that one cow part. That's pretty cool. I love shit like that where it's... Yeah, there's these 13 protozoans that only live in cow stomach, in the cow stomach, but only in this one part. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It was a silly story, and it was a short one. Ghost cow. Ghost cow. Is that it? <laughs> Guess just ghost cow. All right, we'll just play us out. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Ghost Cow Story. Um, bye.